welcome or welcome back to the Kick-Ass Life Project, land of sassy, sexy, and strong. I am Kate, your Kick-Ass Life enabler, your tour guide, and your biggest cheerleader for you living a life you love in a body you don't hate. Last week, I gave you five worry better strategies and promised a follow-up podcast on automatic negative thoughts, or what we call ants. We all have them, by the way, and by the end of this episode, you're going to be able to identify 10 different species of ants. Exciting stuff, right? I mean, who knew these automatic negative thoughts are not only running around in all of our heads, they are so common that mental health peeps around the world have named them, just like biologists would name whale species. We all have them. But most of us want to get rid of them. And so, hell yeah, I am going to give you the magic wand-waving spells you can use to banish them. No toxic poison needed. But first, I would love to share with you this delightful, seriously delightful thing that made me challenge some of the ants I was having about my own podcast. I got my first ever review on iTunes. I want to do a huge shout out thank you to the person who publicly said, this podcast is an amazing way to take back the body you want, staying true to oneself in these current times. Oh my gosh, thank you for that review, Whiskey22. And now without further ado, this is not Dr. Seuss, I promise I'm not going to rhyme the whole way through, let's get to what I call your field guide to recognizing ants. So yes, there will be a free, no opt-in, pretty PDF version of this. So please feel free to walk, drive, do chores, whatever it is you want to do while listening to this podcast and not worry about having to take notes. The field guide has my vision of what each type of ant might look like in a cute cartoony way because mental health work is hard. Why not make it funner? Is that even a word? I know it's not a word, but it's fun to say. You should also know, by the way, when I say we're going to wave our magic wands and get rid of the ants, there is no magic involved, and I'm not diminishing the automatic negative thoughts that we have. I'm not making fun of it in any way. It's just, it, it is you doing the very real work of self-growth. And I do want to put this disclaimer that the podcast should not be used as a replacement for counseling if that is needed. But at the same time, if we can make something that's heavy a little bit lighter, that is that it just, why the fuck not, right? So with all that said, I want to explain the magic wand waving thing. When I think of this activity, this activity of banishing our automatic negative thoughts, I actually think of it more like that transfiguration spell that they taught at Hogwarts, if any of you are familiar with the Harry Potter series. Little book I read once, you might might not have heard of it. We're going to turn our ants, our automatic negative thoughts, into something else. Specifically, gnats, bats, and cats. Okay, before you think I'm absolutely losing the plot here, Let's take a pretty standard ant that I hear from time to time, and I'm going to go through the full transfiguration of an ant to a cat, but then we'll come back and we'll break it down so that you can safely do this magic at home. 
a game. Not really magic, but come on, it's kind of fun to think about it that way. Automatic negative thought ant example that I hear a lot. I look like crap today. Okay, maybe you've had, maybe you've never had that thought, but I feel like a lot of us have that thought from time to time. It is an automatic negative thought. If we were going to change that into a gnat, which is a neutral, acceptable thought, and again, please remember, you'll have this in my PDF. You don't have to write it down or memorize it. We could have, I'm going to give you two different examples of a neutral, acceptable thought. Instead of I look like crap, it, we could transfigure that into I don't like the way I look today or this is the way I look today. Neutral. From there, we're going to go to bat, a balanced alternative thought that might sound like body image is a tricky business. I'm working on it. And finally, into a cat, a crazy amazeballs thought like I am fierce as fuck and it shows. Now, if that last one makes you want to hang up on me, just please don't yet. Because <laughs> believe it or not, that last thought is not actually the goal. So let's break this down. I look like crap today. I would call this one the zebra ant. It's a, in counseling terms, it's actually known as the black and white or the all or nothing thinking ant. So black and white, you can see why I called it the zebra ant. I look like crap today. Grab our wands, we look squarely at the ant, give a swish and a flourish of our own imaginary wand, cast our spell, you could say abracadabra or even a good old fashioned fuck off, and turn that ant into a gnat, a neutral, acceptable thought that might sound like, I don't like the way I look today. Okay, what is that about? Why go neutral? Why not just go positive? Well, I actually talked about this on my body confidence crash course episode. Um, so this might sound familiar if you've listened to this one, but if you've ever struggled with positive affirmations, it's because you are asking your brain to make too big of a leap. Going from the feeling fucked upness swamp to fierce as fuckville, it doesn't usually happen in one bound. And if we try to force an idea or a thought onto someone that is just too far from, if that thought is just too far from where they currently are, it causes something that we call cognitive dissonance. You do not need to know that term. It's just, it's a thing that happens in your brain. And it's just a fancy term for when you hear someone say something and you think, yeah, right, you're full of shit. Even if it's you that had the thought, even if it's you trying to do the affirmation, but somewhere in your head you're going, yeah, not buying it. So, for example, if I say something to someone and then they say back to me, mm, maybe, but that but tells me I went too far ahead of where they were with my thoughts. It's like when you feel when you think you actually really look horrible for whatever reasons and then someone says to you oh my gosh no you look great today you kind of go mm, i can't buy into that and you feel like they're lying to you you kind of lose trust in them because you want your friends to tell you when you have spinach in your teeth or whatever it is that's going on it's why you can't look in the mirror when you're running on no sleep and 
just, again, feeling like you look like crap. You can't just look yourself in the eye in the mirror and say, you are a goddess of radiance, my dear, and then feel good about it. You're probably going to feel bad about it because no, no matter how many times you positive affirmation the shit out of your day, it will not feel good and it's not your fault. You are having a normal human reaction. Again, there's a name for it. Cognitive dissonance. And yes, I'm kind of soapboxing because this is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine that when people say just more and more, just pile on more and more positive affirmations, your brain really doesn't work that way. And very often that is what leads people into feeling like they're failing at positiveness. So we do not turn our ants into positives in one foul swoop. If you've listened to my victim rant podcast episode, you will remember me saying we can't skip steps. Trying to go from full-on negative to full-on positive, it blows up the potions lab. So let's try neutral first. So technically, a neutral thought does not have emotion in it. It would be free from emotion words or even the word feel. So when I gave you the example of a neutral thought, I don't like the way I look today, some of you might be picking up on thinking, um, that sounds like it still has some emotion attached to it. I don't like the way I look today. And you'd be right, it does. But I wanted to include it because I want to stress that sometimes depending on the thought we're having and how much emotion is attached to it, how much toxicity and negativity is invested in believing that, we might not even be able to go to neutral without a bit of a fight. So think of it like a spectrum. We have an ant, an automatic negative thought on one end. We have the crazy amazeballs thought of positivity, affirmationness on the other end. And we work within a spectrum. So we don't necessarily have to go right to neutral, which by the way is not even the very middle of that spectrum, but maybe we just need to be slightly less negative. So I don't like the way I look together is slightly less negative. It's slightly more neutral and it is 100% more factual than I look like crap today. Because I look like crap today is very subjective. That's there, there's so many ways you could measure that, right? And somebody else might not agree with you. I don't like the way I look today. There's fact in that. It doesn't have to be a positive thing. It's neutral. In this case, yes, there's some emotion attached, so it's just, it's slightly less negative. That's okay. Because to quote Sex in the City, sometimes a girl just needs a half. Sometimes we can't go from negative to neutral, and that truly is okay. Okay, moving along the spectrum. A truly neutral thought would be, and again, if you've listened to the Body Confidence Crash Course, you will know this, this is how I look today. Truly neutral. You might have the urge to tack on, and I look horrible, or and I look like crap, or something like that. We're going to really resist that urge, okay? And in the Body Confidence Crash Course, I think I gave you a way to do that. If not, let me know. I'll give it to you. But if you're happening to feel extra sassy, what you can tack on to the end of this is how I look today is 
and that's okay. You can tack on and that's okay to any neutral thought. Even I don't like the way I look today and that's okay. Now this is a bit more advanced. This might push your resistance levels a little bit too far. It takes practice. So if you can just go to neutral, you don't have to add and that's okay. What you want to do is find the most acceptable thought you can stomach that is based in fact. Huge side note about being based in fact. In my very first podcast episode, I mentioned that the number one thing we all get wrong about life, we mistake feelings for facts. So be very careful when you're looking at your neutral thought and is it based in fact. Check your feelings and opinions at the door of neutral. That's why I say we want to, a, a neutral thought shouldn't have emotion language or the words feel in it, right? Because so often we do mistake our feelings for facts. We want just the facts, ma'am. At some point, you're going to get good at turning ants into gnats. And for some things that maybe aren't that emotionally charged for you, you might even feel like you're ready to swoop into something more positive. So what comes after the neutral, the neutral acceptable thought? A balanced alternative thought or facts. So moving into the neutral, what we're doing really there is we are neutralizing the toxicity from the ant. And once we've done that, we can start putting some opinion back in without causing a meltdown in our mind. How do we know if we're ready for that? Well, to be fair, and like I kind of mentioned already, it might feel better for you to go right into a balanced thought. I'm going to give you an example of a balanced thought in a moment. But I wouldn't skip the, the neutralizing step, the gnat. Neutral could be just a really quick stepping stone into balance, which is fine, but it's important to at least know what your neutral thought is for the reasons I said above. We need to remove that toxicity. Without the neutral, it becomes way too easy for our balanced thoughts to just act like ants in disguise. So you might want to practice staying in neutral for a while, or you might want to try combining a bit of neutral and balanced. You have to experiment for you. Here's an example of a balanced alternative thought to I look like crap today. Body image is a tricky business. I'm working on it. Okay. This is actually the goal. Getting to this point, this balanced alternative thought, that is our goal. Not, not the full-on positive affirmation thought. Because if we can get to balanced bats, we can fly. And yeah, technically I guess gnats can fly too, but as bats, we can fly and live for more than one day. Now one day, you might break through to a cat, which is a crazy amazeballs thought. But with some things, we might never get there. And that is okay. We can live successfully and happily with balanced alternative thoughts. Crazy amazeballs thoughts, they're just icing. And completely unrelated little side note here, I spell cat crazy amazeball thought, I, I spell it with a K because my name starts with K, 
Kick-Ass Life Project starts with K. And this is my crazy world with zebra ants and magic spells, so I just make it fun for me. You can spell your cats with a C, but when you download that pretty PDF, you're going to see it spelled with a K, and that's why. Okay, so the crazy amazeballs thought that we may or may not get to one day. I am fierce as fuck, and it shows. How do you know if you're ready for a cat? Try it on for size. Experiment. Again, everything always coming back to curiosity, right? If it feels like a lie, scale it back. If it feels like, hmm, maybe, that, that's not a bad place to be. We can work with, hmm, maybe. Go for the cats where it feels good, but never force it. If you own a cat, you know you can't make a cat do anything, right? You let them be, you look after them, you nurture them, and sometimes they come and sit in your lap and they purr. So regardless of the automatic negative thought in front of you, you can use this formula of neutral, balanced, and crazy amazeballs for any ant. But when you start to identify the different types of ants, it can actually, again, be kind of fun. You can picture the cartoony ants in my field guide if you want. And maybe you've heard this before. When we name it, we tame it. So really being able to look it squarely in the eyes and know what it is, is often the very first step of being able to deal with it. It's awareness, right? And when we get a little bit more specific about the different types of ants, you will start to notice them more in the background, in your own mind. Usually though, you'll start to notice them in other people first. And that's great. Start listening to other people and start listening for those automatic negative thoughts. You don't have to tell them. In fact, I kind of don't necessarily think it's a great thing to be jumping in and saying, hey, did you know you just had an automatic negative thought there? But you can just notice it. And you maybe practice with somebody else's thoughts, how you would move it through to neutral, balanced, and crazy amazeballs. Because again, if we're not emotionally attached to it, it's easier to practice with those things, and then we can start working on our own. Okay, I'm going to give you some examples for each of these 10 different ants. Some of them I'm not going to go through a full example, just time and who wants to listen to me do that. It will be in the PDF. Free, no opt-in, make sure you grab it. The first ant I want to talk about is the zebra ant. Technically, this is the all-or-nothing thinking or the black-and-white ant. And black and white, so now you can see white zebra. Um, it literally is where there are black and white, right or wrong, good or bad. There's no in-between allowed for a black-and-white ant, the zebra ant. Okay, here is a fitnessy, and I'm using fitnessy type thoughts because I am a fitness coach and a counselor, and I just can't help combining the two. That is really the essence of what this is about, fitness and mental health colliding. So maybe a thought that you've had or that you've heard, feel like it's a pretty common one that happens. It is a zebra type black and white ant. I just, I just polished off a bag of potato chips. Might as well not bother with trying to be healthy today. How many times has that thought sort of entered your mind that, well, I screwed it up now with that cupcake or whatever. The whole day's shot. That is a 
black and white zebra ant. Now you know. Now you can name it. Name it to tame it. So how would we move that to neutral? We pick up our wands, we do our swish swish, look it in the eyes, do our whatever you want for your magic wands waving spell. Hiya! Challenge it to a duel. Let's go neutral. I ate a bag of potato chips. Neutral. Factual. Yeah, you might have the urge to add something nasty onto the end of it. We're going to resist that urge and just go neutral. And one way to kind of help with that a little bit is to remember your tone of voice. Because it's very easy in our own heads to say something neutral in a negative way. So trying to think about your tone of voice as you say, I ate a bag of potato chips. Neutral. Balanced. Moving that to a balanced thought. How might we do that? I'm going to give you one example. You can come up with your own examples. These are not the written in stone ways. I'm just going through an idea. So balanced might sound like, I'm not happy about that food choice. Didn't make my body feel good. Maybe next time I'll consider something else. That would be a balanced thought. But I'm hoping you can see in there why it's so important to go neutral for first, to at least know what the neutral thought is. Because you can see as you start to add opinion and things back into the balanced thought, it can be easy for that to go negative if we didn't neutralize it first. Crazy Amazeballs thought, those chips tasted great. Okay, now I'm not saying, again, that crazy amazeballs thought, you might never get to that. That's okay. It is like the, the holy grail positive affirmation, but we don't need to get there for this stuff to work. Very often, balanced helps us out a lot more. So that's the first type of ant. And again, I'm not going to go through full examples of all of these. I just want you to kind of get an idea of how they work. So the first type of ant, the zebra ant. Second one is what I call the telescope ant, and I call them that because it's about magnification and minimization. And if you've ever used a telescope, you know that if you look through it one way, it makes things that are farther away seem closer. It magnifies them. But if you turn that telescope around and look through it, it minimizes things. It makes things that are close up seem farther away. It minimizes them. And so that's why I call it the telescope ant. <laughs> what it does is it's when our thoughts tend to make our achievements unimportant, minimize them, and our mistakes excessively important, magnify them. Okay. So an idea or, or a quick example of a minimizing thought might be, eh, it's one workout, it's not going to change anything. Okay. Magnifying is often called catastrophizing, and you may have heard this. So the catastrophizing ant is sort of what I consider a subspecies of the telescope ant. Catastrophizing is when we see only the worst possible outcome of a situation. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to get injured if I start weightlifting. Okay, so that's kind of an idea of magnifying. And again, in the PDF, I'm going to work through gnats, bats, and cats for a lot of these. I don't want to go through the whole thing for every single one. The next ant we're going to talk about is the leaping ant. I always picture them as athletic, so you're going to see it as a, this athletic ant. 
in the cartoony thing in the PDF. It's the jumping to conclusions ant. Basically, this is when we interpret the meaning of a situation without any real evidence or just a little bit of evidence. And there are two very common subspecies of this. There is the mind reader ant and the fortune telling ant. Mind reader is when we literally make assumptions about other people's thoughts or feelings without actually checking the evidence. Um, an example of this might be if you'd gone to the gym or something and you were doing something, a mind reader ant might be those people were looking at me funny. They probably think I'm doing this all wrong. We're deciding what somebody else's thoughts are. That's mind reader. Fortune teller ant is the one that really sort of anticipates a specific outcome and that assumes their prediction is an established fact, which unfortunately is where you get those types of self-fulfilling prophecies. Um, a very common one, not fitnessy related, but might be this relationship is sure to fail. Okay, very often that can become a self-fulfilling pro prophecy because it combines with other ants, and we're going to get to that in a minute. The combination of ants is just like, ooh. But it's when we decide what's going to happen and really just work off the assumption that that is now fact. Fitnessy example, I don't feel confident and everyone's going to know it. This is going to be so embarrassing. Again, thinking about the idea of going to the gym. We're deciding how it's going to end. Okay. Next ant, the overgeneralization one, which I think is just too big of a mouthful, so I call it the know-it-all ant. This ant is, you. this one, you, you can recognize it because you hear it using things like always, never, every time, zero, none at all, absolutes. It uses absolutes and draws conclusions based on one piece of evidence. For example, I skipped a workout this week. I have zero willpower. So one piece of evidence making an absolute decision or conclusion based on that one event. I skipped a workout. I have no willpower. That is a know-it-all ant. I'm going to work through this one, actually. I kind of like working through this one. So say that one was the ant. Moving that to neutral. I didn't do my workout. That is the neutral. And that's okay. You can add that one in if you feel like you got it in you. Moving that to a bat. Swish, swish, fuck off to the, the ant. I'm feeling so drained lately. The couch calling was stronger than the gym calling. We're literally just calling out, acknowledging what was going on. That's balanced. The crazy amazeballs thought might be, I chose not to for force a workout that I wasn't into, but man, am I looking forward to getting back to at it tomorrow. Okay, that one maybe even doesn't seem too crazy amazeballs. Maybe you could even accept that one. You see how you can play with these things. I hope you see how you can play with these things. I am so open to helping you guys work through these things if you want. Connect with me on the socials, it'll be down there. Anyway, next ant, called the emotional reasoning ant. I think of it as the drama queen ant. This is the one that really assumes that emotions, whether they're yours or somebody else's, are a true reflection of reality. 
again, mistaking feelings as facts. Very often they are, um, it's like when we, we think something is true because we feel it, mistaking feelings as facts. Um, for example, going to the gym, I felt like such a loser in there. That was a terrible workout. Just because you felt like a loser doesn't mean that's the truth. It doesn't mean it was a terrible workout. It might have felt terrible, didn't mean it was. Okay, so I'm hoping you can kind of see how that one works. We all do this. Remember, we all do this. This is not a this is not a hand slapping thing. This is an awareness thing. Next ant, and oh my gosh, this one is so common. It's called disqualifying the positive or what I call the filtering ant, because you can think about this one as an ant holding like a sieve. And there's all sorts of stuff going through the sieve, but the only thing allowed to go through is the negative. So the positive stuff just sort of stays up on top of the sieve. It doesn't come through into your consciousness. It's when we might hear a whole bunch of positive things about something, like I might get a ton of positive reviews about the podcast, and then there's one negative one. And that's the one that I can't stop focusing on, right? So again, I'm thinking you're probably going, oh yeah, I have totally been there, done that, got the t-shirt. The other thing that the filtering ant does, it not only just disqualifies the positives and lets the negatives through, it tends to do a really good job of ignoring any information that might make the negative stuff not true. So if there's anything that contradicts the negative stuff we're looking at, that information is not allowed through the filter either. How that might look in fitnessy terms, I know my trainer said I worked hard during that session, but she also had to correct a whole lot of stuff. She must think I'm hopeless. Okay, so we can recognize a filtering ant because it very often uses the word but. I know my trainer said I worked hard, but she also had to correct a whole ton of shit. So that's how we can recognize it, right? We're disqualifying the positive stuff, focusing on the negative. She must think I'm hopeless. I'm pointing this out because if you caught it, that is a mind reader ant tagging in there. Mind reader ant joined the team, and this is where I was talking about ants sometimes team up and work together. We've got two different types of ants in there, the mind reader, and the filtering ant. Same thing applies. We can still use these moving to neutral, moving to bat, moving to cat, maybe eventually. All with a magic wand waving swishing. Next ant, personalization or the magical thinking ant. I keep wanting to say magical thinking act. It's the magical thinking ant or the personalization ant. So this is the one, okay, so there are actually two different ones. So magical thinking ant is the one that believes that certain actions will influence unrelated situations. Very often you hear this with the mindset of, I'm a good person, bad things shouldn't happen to me. We're actually talking about two unrelated things. So if I'm a good person, yeah, there's lots of there's lots of positives that come into your world through being a good person. And I want to highlight there that a good person is a subjective term, right? um, as is bad things. But it doesn't, it doesn't stop 
negative things coming into our lives. And it's not that we weren't a good enough person that this bad thing happened. So that's sort of an idea of magical thinking. In a fitnessy sense, it might sound like I've been working out consistently. I deserve to see more results by now. Well, maybe you do or you don't, but we're actually talking about, I mean, sure, those things are related, but they don't always correlate to each other. The personalization ant is a subspecies of the magical thinking ant because this is where we're taking responsibility for things and specifically usually other people's emotions in unnecessary ways. It might, and I have sadly, I have heard this, this idea where people are saying, my partner isn't affectionate anymore. If I was in better shape, they'd pay more attention to me. So we're taking on responsibility for other people's reactions or emotions. Um, in a non-fitnessy sense, it might sound like my mom is always upset. She'd be fine if I did more to help her. Okay, so, so this is personalization, and this one can be a really hard one to work through. So I will work through this one. The, the, my partner isn't affectionate. I, if I was in better shape, it would all be different. Neutral might be, I'd like to work on my relationship. And again, I've put a feeling I'd like, I've put a feeling thing in there. You might want to, well, you guys can maybe let me know if there's a way you'd like to make that more neutral. But I feel like that one's fair. You're, the essence of it, the factual essence of it is you feel like there is work to be done on your relationship. I'd like to work on my relationship. A balanced thought. Relationships take work and mine needs some attention right now. And there you can see maybe how sometimes it actually feels better to go to that balanced thought rather than to just stay in neutral, right? But we need to neutralize first. So that could be a case where the, the neutral is just a stepping stone. The crazy amazeballs thought, curio I'm going to suggest again, bring curiosity into your crazy amazeballs thought. And sometimes that can help them be more, you can, it can help you accept them a little bit more. So for instance, I am a catch. That might be the part you have trouble with. That's okay. So you could leave that bit out if you wanted, but try it on for size. I am a catch and I love my partner. How can we bring some magic back to our relationship? There's the curiosity. That might be your crazy amazeballs thought. The last ants we're going to talk about are the twins, the blame and shame twins. In the counseling world, they're actually known as labeling and shooting. You will recognize the shooting twin because it's always using the word should. And the shooting twin shits out shame. It's full of shame. I should be fitter. There's so much shame in that sentence, right? I want to feel differently than I do. There's a neutral thought. I'm not going to go through all of this because, again, we're running out of time here, but I'm just trying to give you some basic ideas. That last twin, the blame one, the labeling one. So the labeling twin shits out blame. It's where we are blaming others for our problems, not taking credit for our own successes or failures. This one literally labels. So it's when you hear those thoughts of, I'm lazy, I'm a loser. I'm a failure. It's labeling, right? 
labeling and the blaming part is when we might hear something like, it's your fault that I'm not in better shape because you won't go and exercise with me. There's the blame. Okay. Okay. I've totally gone over my 30 minute time limit, but what did you think of all those ants? Again, the PDF will have all the run throughs of working them through to crazy amazeballs thoughts. What did you think of these? What did you think of the wand waving idea and moving them through neutral, balanced, and crazy amazeballs? Do you recognize yourself in some of these examples? Do you have your own ants that are now you're more aware of and able to name, and but still thinking, oh, I need some help taming them and really neutralizing them? Again, grab the PDF. And just remember, this is never going to be an overnight process. It's not magic. It takes time. If this has helped you, though, go ahead and follow the podcast so that you will see when new episodes come out. You can also, if you think it might be helpful for someone else, leave a review. I might actually see it. I will definitely thank you for it, and it will help other people find the podcast. Now, if all else fails, if you're not able to move your ants into neutral and it's just feeling like too much, grab a coping mantra to block out the negative ant vibes for even just a moment. I'm going to put also a link to a worksheet I have that has some coping mantras in it. You've got to scroll down through the worksheet a bit, but they are there. So I will link to that. But as always, you can use my coping mantra. I end every single podcast episode with my coping mantra. It reminds me that even when I'm only hanging on by a thread, I'm still on. And no one ever said the ride wouldn't be bumpy. Some of the bumps knocked me off balance. Some of them knocked me right back into alignment. I just have to ride it out. And this that whole little thing there will make so much more sense if you happen to listen to the second podcast episode that I did. That second episode is my coping mantra, and it is the podcast episode is named after my coping mantra, which is, you're still on. Keep riding. <laughs>